0: Hey there, Alan Doherty here with another episode of Preventive Health and Safety. Today we're going to be talking about a very, very serious subject. It's called Don't Ignore the Warnings. It seems like from early childhood, we as human beings fail to really give heed to warnings. I can remember so many warnings I got growing up. Don't ride your bicycle too fast, you're going to wreck. You know what I'm saying? Don't play with knives, you're going to get cut. Don't play with matches, you're going to get burnt. And so I wrecked. I got burnt. I got cut. Because I didn't pay attention to the warnings. And it seems like that's just kind of like human nature. I think sometimes we have a Superman complex where we feel like nothing's going to hurt us, nothing's going to bother us, and we're just going to be able to go merrily along and escape all the danger that's out there. Unfortunately, it's a proven fact that's not the case. Let's just start with a, a major example. And this really baffles me because on every package of cigarettes, there is a warning that the Surgeon General has placed on there stating how dangerous cigarette smoking is to your health. Whenever you look at it on the medical side, smoking cigarettes is a risk factor for high blood pressure, it's a risk factor for heart disease, it's a risk factor for stroke, and obviously it's a risk factor for lung, throat, and mouth cancer. So when you think about it, there's a whole lot of risk involved in smoking cigarettes. But the truth of the matter is, CDC says that still 11.2% of the American population still smoke cigarettes. Not only that, about 5.8% have now gone to electronic cigarettes or the vapes. So when you look add those together, you're almost to 17% of the population smoking or vaping, even though there are warning after warning after warning. They used to have cigarette commercials on TV. Uh, some of you are probably too young to remember that. But back in my day, we had the Marlboro Man and all kind of different commercials for cigarettes and they ban those you don't see cigarettes advertised on billboards you don't see cigarettes advertised anywhere a lot or in fact most indoor buildings now are considered smoke-free facilities I mean it's just a changing world trying to get people to understand the dangers of smoking yet so many people continue to smoke cigarettes And then to add, you know, besides the warnings, then you see commercials that really depict what happens when someone develops cancer due to smoking. I remember seeing one not too awful long ago where a lady is sitting in a chair, very thin, very sickly looking, very frail, and she can't talk. She has to use one of those voice boxes to talk. And so she starts talking. She says, this is my life because of smoking cigarettes. I got cancer of the larynx and so forth and so on. And because of that, I can't speak. She obviously isn't able to do very well as far as her appetite or her her, uh, nourishment goes because she's skinny as a rail. She looked pale. Obviously, the cancer has taken horrible effect. Not only that, I mean, my goodness, how many people, I mean, cancer is the second leading cause of death here in the United States and lung cancer is still one of the big killers. So why don't we learn from that? What, what in our human nature makes us think that we can escape the inevitable? When you look at it, back when most people start as a young person trying to be cool, and, you know, sometimes you can understand peer pressure and things like that. But then you, you really think that, I mean, I know it's addicting, and I know it's hard to break that habit, but you would think whenever you get a little bit older that you'd say, hey, that's bad for my health. I want to live a long time, and I sure don't want to get lung cancer. I better quit this habit. And then you think about other things, too. You know, you think about the cost. I mean, I'm not even going to get into that. But even if a pack costs $5, and they cost a lot more than that, I understand. But if they just cost $5 and you smoked a pack a day, that's $150 a month. You know how much money you could have in 30 years if you invested $150 a month? (laughs) A lot. It would amaze you. And you get a hold of me, and I'll tell you how much it would save you. Because I'm not getting into the economics of it, this is preventive health and safety, right? So we're just sticking with the health things. Think about alcohol. Alcohol causes all kinds of problems. I mean, it causes people to have severe emotional problems if they abuse it. There are so many accidents and fatalities caused due to drinking safehome.org in 2021 said that there was almost 14,000 almost 14,000 fatalities here in the united states simply because of drunk drivers you know they say that 31 percent 30 get this now 31 percent which is almost a third of all the driving fatalities were related to impaired or drunk drivers now that's a statistic that really ought to make you think you know the CDC says that each year in the United States now hold on to your chair each year in the United States a million people a million people are arrested for driving impaired driving under the influence of alcohol now I just I, I fail to understand sometimes When we don't see the warnings, there are warnings everywhere. Even alcohol companies, beer distributors, people that sell wine and vodka and rum, when they advertise on TV, many, many of their ads say drink responsibly, which means, number one, don't drink in excess where you don't know what you're doing. And number two, please don't get into a vehicle and operate that vehicle and drive off while you're under the influence or impaired. But people don't heed warnings. They don't think it's going to affect them. And the next thing you know, they're in a serious car accident. You know, it's bad enough to get hurt in a car accident. It's bad enough to hurt somebody else in a car accident. But you know there have been women and infant children killed by drunk drivers. I mean, it's a tragedy. I, I, I could cite you many news cases. I looked a bunch of them up. It's, it's almost too sad to read. But people don't heed the warning. Then there's other cancer warnings out. Every day, I drive on I-95 into Richmond to work. And when I drive into work, I see there's a big sign that says, Prostate screenings save lives. And that's true. And you know, prostate screening is usually a part of a routine examination. Yet people don't go in and get their routine examinations done. 34,000 people a year die from prostate cancer. 34,000. Many, many, many others get it because prostate cancer is a very treatable cancer. And they're able to have really great survival rates with prostate cancer. Despite all that, people fail to get screened they fail to go in and see their doctor they develop prostate cancer and 34,000 people a year die how about breast cancer you know there are so many organizations that have just been sounding boards for breast cancer prevention for breast cancer screenings to get mammograms done for women to really take an active role in examining themselves to see if there's anything that they need to see somebody for, and routine examinations in their GYN clinic, and routine mammograms whenever they're prescribed. Yet still, CDC estimates, now listen to this, CDC estimates that in 2023, 43... Thousand seven hundred women will die from breast cancer. That's tragic. That's tragic. Think about colon cancer. Every year, 63,000 people die from colon cancer. 63,000. I mean, you say, but that might not seem like a lot. But if you're one of the 63,000, that's a lot. Or if one of your loved ones is one of those 63,000, that's a lot colon cancer can be detected early usually through prescribed colonoscopies what the physicians do is they look at your family history they look at your age they look at some of the other factors in your life and then they'll say i think it's time to get a colonoscopy people say well i don't like drinking that stuff that you have to drink and Then you're in the bathroom all night and all day and your stomach's bloated and all this and all that. All kind of excuses for not having a colonoscopy. I'll tell you what, no matter what you have to go through to get a colonoscopy done, it certainly is better than dying from colon cancer. You know what? You're gonna you're gonna be shocked at this. Two percent No, excuse me, not two percent, two people every hour, two people every hour die from skin cancer. That that blew me away. Two people every hour are dying from some type of skin cancer. That's terrible. Skin cancer, again, is treatable. Uh You know, you have certain times you have you have the basal cell, you have uh, squamous cell, and then of course melanoma. When you think about those three things, those three types of skin cancers can be deadly. But if they're treated, they can be taken care of. I told you in the last episode about my PCP, recommended me to the dermatologist, and I ended up having four skin cancers removed. People don't take the time to have the screenings done. They don't go to the dermatology clinic. I Someone say one time, you know, that's how doctors make money. They refer each other out. Well, I'm a general practitioner, so I'm going to refer you to dermatology, or I'm going to refer you to gastroenterology, or I'm going to have this x-ray done, or I'm going to have the colonoscopy or the mammogram. And that, that's just how the healthcare industry makes money. That's not true. Those things save lives, but we don't take heed to the warning. How many times, even when you watch the Super Bowl, many, many times there are women there that have been breast cancer survivors. Thank goodness theirs was caught early enough. Many, many times you will hear a a testimony on television about someone who was able to overcome cold cancer uh, or prostate cancer or skin cancer. It's just a matter of getting screening done. Our healthcare industry have made strides in being able to diagnose and treat cancer the cancer rate survival has gone up so high over the past few years because of all the advancements they've made in treatments yet people still die from cancers now obviously screenings aren't going to prevent every cancer screenings aren't going to guarantee that you will not die of cancer i mean that's something that's just a risk a part of life But you're increasing your risk if you don't take time and you don't go in and get these screenings done. How about some safety warnings? (laughs) Some of these, I'll tell you what, uh, you you have to almost shake your head because people just act like they're not even there. You know, weather conditions, Uh, when there's a storm, slow down, roads are wet, roads are slippery, you know, high winds, all kind of, of signs on the roads to tell you about danger that might be ahead. And people just continue flying on by without giving any regard to it at all. What amazes me is when the National Weather Service comes out and says, there's a hurricane about uh, 40, 50 miles off the coast where you live. And then all of a sudden, the local... Uh, establishments start saying we're going to have to evacuate this area and you sit in your house and say well (laughs) you know i can ride this one out why don't we heed warnings i mean if they're saying this is a bad hurricane you need to get out the chances of you getting injured or killed in this hurricane are pretty good so why don't we listen to these warnings riptides you know how many people have drowned because they ignored the red flag or they ignored the warning signs about riptides. They go out, and they swim a little bit, they get caught up in a riptide, they get pulled out to sea, they can't fight back, and then they drown. It's tragic, but it happens all the time. We don't heed warnings. How about slow down, children playing here? Or slow down, men at work. You know how many uh, people, uh, road workers get killed every year? by vehicles that are flying through work zones. It's tragic. That's why they doubled the fines in most work zones nowadays. That's why often there are policemen sitting around work zones, because people fail to heed the warning. Now, they don't get hurt themselves, probably, but they kill somebody, or they gravely injure somebody. And it's not worth it, you see. We've got to start thinking about these signs. We've got to start thinking about these warnings and take them seriously. I know many, many times I don't take things seriously. When, you know, it starts to snow a little bit, or there's a little bit of ice on the road, and, and I'm going at a fairly decent speed, I don't even think about slowing down. I said, I'm making it all right. Not realizing that the next mile or so might deteriorate very quickly. How about caution, thin ice? Oh, Oh, I shudder when I think about this one. I'll tell you why. Because when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, I lived right next to a river. And my buddy and I used to have fun skating on the ice. Now, we didn't skate. We just slid around in our tennis shoes. But then every once in a while, we'd see how far we could go out on the river on the ice. Now, that is probably pretty close to one of the dumbest things I've ever done in my life. There's been a lot, but that one's pretty close. And you know, children drowned all the time just exactly by doing that. They go out on thin ice, even though it says thin ice, even though there's warnings all over the place, do not go out on the ice. It looks fine. It feels fine. But just a couple of little cracks, and the next thing you know, you are in very cold water developing hypothermia maybe not able to get back through the hole that you fell through, and you could drown. We've got to start thinking about taking heed to the warnings that we see. How about this good one? Buckle up for safety. Now, we don't have too much trouble with that nowadays because of the very annoying sound your car makes when you don't put your seatbelt on. But back in the old days when those weren't in there, People were driving around without seatbelts on, even when they decided to make it a law. It's a law. Buckle up. People didn't take heed to the warning. And seatbelts have saved countless numbers of lives. I guess I just got to say that we have got to get to the point where we realize we are not invincible. We are subject to risk. We are subject to disease. We are subject to accidents. And thank goodness there are warnings out there to help prevent some of those illnesses and some of those accidents. We need to take advantage of that. Every time we come across any kind of warning, we need to take heed. We need to stop it there again. Instead of just letting the conscious, subconscious mind blow it off, we need to stop. We need to think. Okay, now if I don't obey that warning sign, I'm adding risk. Now remember, we talked about that in our first couple episodes. The main goal in longevity and living a good life and in wellness and health depends on how much you minimize your risk. Minimizing risk is number one, not adding any more to it, and number two, making sure you decrease any known risk that you have. So when we don't, uh, when we ignore warning signs and continue on doing what we want to do anyhow, we're adding to the risk. That means we have less chance of longevity. We have a less chance of living a long and healthy life. Think about it. Think about some of the warning signs you might see. And next time you see one, realize it's there for a reason. If you smoke, next time you go to get a cigarette out of your pack, Take a look at that warning sign on the side. Make sure that you realize what kind of risk is involved in what you're doing. Thank you very much, and we'll see you in our next episode.